Welcome to Dr. Freedom, where we give you the strategies, mindset, and tactics on how to elevate your practice and your life. I'm Dr. Sita Patel. I started my practice in a Starbucks over seven years ago, and I built it brick by brick to a multi-location practice with an aesthetic OR and a software company. I'm here to give you the secrets to unlock that time and freedom for you. AI and healthcare. Now that is a massive topic to cover, and I'm just going to go over some areas to say, hey, how is AI going to you know affect how we actually perform as physicians in healthcare, and what does it mean for patients in healthcare? AI has already been around, right? And so I think one of the biggest things is fear of AI. Like, yeah, I'm terrified of AI, but yet it is such a useful tool, and you can leverage it exceptionally well if you use it in the right way. Now, what is that right way? What what, can we, what can we do with AI? And how is it going to make us better in terms of what we can do as uh, physicians? Well, let's just start with some of some of the things that, you know, we're having to do repetitively, you know, it's going to help remove that. That's just flat right off the bat to say anything in terms of repetition that we have to do that it can spot the trends. It's going to be able to do a better job than we are. It's not going to get tired. It's not going to be sleepy. It's not it's, and like nothing is going to happen in terms of that, you know, affecting the cognitive ability to say this is the trends and this is what it finds in terms of the patterns. Now, how does it make up the decisions to say this pattern means something? And that's where the human elements still going to have to come in to double check and make sure it's based on the right line of thinking to say, why does it make the certain diagnosis that it does or see the pattern that this one, this person is going to be high risk or not for a certain type of surgery? Or what is it looking at in terms of those metrics? Well, right now, a ton of hospitals have been already using AI to take all the ICU data, all the things in terms of the metrics that we've objectively measured to say, hey, does that affect outcomes? And AI has been doing this in terms of machine learning, right? In that part of it to say, hey, this is the data set. These are the patterns and trends that we see in all of this data to say, okay, well, this person's a higher likelihood to have an issue or a problem, depending on these are the four metrics that it sees that this is the pattern to say, this is somebody that's going to be high risk for uh, an acute MI or a stroke or something after a, a specific type of surgery. Now, that's one way that's going to use that healthcare data. The actual metrics of the vitals themselves and laboratory values, right? The labs are all going through AI and being able to say, hey, this is what the standards are. These are outside their standard deviations. And it might throw up a little red flag or a yellow flag to ping the provider to say, hey, this person might be higher risk. It may be worth looking at doing this or screening earlier or doing a test differently. Like all these types of things is where AI can spot these patterns and then actually give you feedback, right? It's almost like an AI assist as a physician to say, hey, well, if AI sees thousands and millions of records, can it make a better decision than the hundreds of patients that I see or even up to a thousand patients that I see a year? Well, probably, right? In terms of just the metrics and the probability to say, what is AI going to be able to do with that? There's going to be a ton to remove all the rep repetition, right, in terms of the practices, in terms of what we have to do and repeat, and then the objective data points to say, these are things that actually mean something to the prognosis of what our patients are going to go through. Now, 
people are also afraid of saying, well, is AI um, going to replace us? Is it going to replace physicians? Is it going to take away, you know, who we are and our ability to uh, have a job, right? Some jobs, maybe, right? Like if you're a radiologist and you're not doing interventional and you're just reading x-rays and that's all you are, then probably, right? In terms of that, that, that factor of it. If you're a pathologist and you're just looking at slides and they just need somebody else to prep these slides and then they feed them through an AI to show one thing or another, possibly, right? Those things that don't require any uh, finite skill to actually be done probably will get replaced. Now, you know, in terms of, you know, surgeons and, and things of that nature, I don't think that's coming anytime soon. But possibly, depending on the advances in robotics and all these other pieces that go into the mix to say, hey, when will we trust them in terms of the AI, the technology in that part to actually make these decisions and then two, to actually act upon those decisions? And that's the other piece of saying like, hey, what are the impacts of AI in healthcare? Well, there's so many because... It's one thing to say, well, machine learning takes a piece of a set of data and gives you the options, right? Versus AI can actually take the heuristics, the actual decisions to say, these are the patterns, these are the decisions that we would make from it versus just digesting the data. And that's the next evolution of it, right? To say, okay, now it knows the data. What are the things it's going to do differently? And how does that affect us, right? In terms of even from a, a, a basic standpoint of say marketing, is there, you know, in terms of AI, is it going to market better for certain things that may be cash pay versus things that are required to get fixed, but yet need certain type of messaging? Are there certain type of posts that are going to go out to certain people because they've seen something else and all the other stuff? It's pretty much no different than the social media algorithm right? Like it's already feeding us all this data. It's using AI. It's using all that stuff to give us these, you know, hours of hours of social media content that we're all digesting and we're taking in and it's literally feeding to us because it's giving us more of what we want. It's saying, hey, you spent more time looking at content like this. I'm going to show you more of that content. So you spend more time looking at this content. It's no different in terms of that algorithm and how the algorithms that we're going to be seeing, you know, in in our lives, right? In terms of whether it's shopping, whether it is, you know, teaching, whether it's any of these other pieces that we're going to be doing, it's already there. It's already been being used, right? Like how many times did people talk to you about saying, hey, I had a conversation about this and all of a sudden it showed up on my phone. It showed up on my, uh, you know, on my phone that I was looking at this type of water filter. Or I was looking at this type of hydrogen water or, you know, this nutrient or this nootropic or any of these like type of products that people are trying to talk about anti-aging. Like all of a sudden it shows up on your phone and you're getting fed all these ads and all this information about all these topics. It's all, all AI based, right? To say that picking up the language and reading it and being able to show you something on a platform because it all speaks together. Well, that's, you know, getting into the next topic of like, hey, where's AI speech coming into place? Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I guarantee you, you've probably got a, a robocall, right? Of, 
you know, it sounds like an AI right now. If like, hey, you've reached this message, we're trying to sell you some insurance or, you know, we want to put your house on the market or, you know, <laughs> any of these things, or, you know, selling you Girl Scout cookies. I mean, any of these things could be any of those topics, but it's already starting in terms of that. The learning language models, right, are getting ridiculously good in terms of being able to communicate back and forth. That's the next little iteration to say, hey, well, if we don't have to have those conversations, well, can you do medical triage with that? Will it take down all the critical information and be able to guide you to the right stage that you need to either go to the ER or see your primary care or do the next right thing for you as a patient? And if it gets that good, well, now you don't have a delay in treatment. And even if it catches something early, like even a stroke alert from a phone call from that you're having with a 911 operator that is an AI 911, how does that change the treatment protocols? Does it help improve survival? Does it help improve, you know, quality of life because you're catching it early, get the right treatments from the door to treatment, right? From these ERs, all these things are so, there's so many different use cases of where AI is going to take over some of the delays in time, it's going to take over the repetition of things. It, I mean, you can, you've probably seen advertisements for like AI scribes, right? To say, hey, it's going to take down the, your whole patient interaction. It's going to translate that into a note and it's going to be put into your EMR, right? There's a lot of different things that are going on with uh, OpenAI integrating with some of these big EMR companies in terms of doing those pieces because all the data that lives in those EMRs is going to be the the data that's training these AI modules to then uh, show up as a cardiologist or a uh, urologist or a nephrologist in terms of the metrics and numbers. And those plans are going to be spit out and someone's just going to check the box and say yes or no, right? To say, hey, is, is, is it's almost like an AI assist. AI is going to come up with the plan. We're going to, you know, see and make sure that everything fits the picture in the mold. And then we're going to execute that plan. All right, let's get to it. What does AdVital do for your aesthetic practice or med spa? Our current clients are making an extra 60 to $65,000 to their bottom line every month, month over month, because they're able to nurture their current patient base and also amplify their qualified leads. Now reach out to AdVital to learn more. Now the question comes is like, when, when does humanity accept that the without the AI assist, where it goes straight AI to say, all right, you need to start these medications because these are your lab results. I think that's probably an easier one to start with to say, hey, your blood pressure is high and this and that. Try diet and exercise and then it's going to adjust your diet and exercise. It's going to send that message to your other AI cook or whatever that's at home. It's going to cook use these specific diets and then you're going to eat these foods and it's going to retake your labs. It's going to adjust these things and say, hey, these are the medications you need to be on or don't need to be on as that research comes out. And then it's going to be able to do it at a faster pace. It says it's going to be linked into all these university systems, right, that are doing these cutting edge research projects on all different types of medicine. And now as that changes, how fast will it be able to digest the data out there way faster in terms of the ability for a human or a research team to say, hey, this is the data that actually means something. This is the data that doesn't. And then how can we compile that to actually make decisions on what do we think the next benefits are? Like, how do we know that our screening protocols are accurate right now? How do we know? Like we, we take all this data that has all this subjective data in there. It's not completely objective because not everybody fills out the forms or the surveys or all that data doesn't, it's, it's, it's as good as we have. 
But what if the data gets better? The data gets better, the decisions probably get better, right? And it, the, when you have the decisions getting better, now the AI module, like the, the modules that'll come out will change the actual way we practice because it'll just be an augmented tool. I don't think it's going to replace us completely because we have to pull that information out of someone, right? We ha- There's a bit of inference. There's things that, that happen that are nonverbal communications that we have with our patients. So as much as we fear AI in terms of saying it's going to replace us in terms of technology and all these other uh, pieces, I think it's going to help us. It's going to help us understand patients better. I think it's going to help us uh, diagnose better. I think in terms of the tone that you know someone speaks in, it may elicit something else, right? In terms of, <laughs> I mean, what if AI can tell if you lie or not, right? Will it, well, how will we use that as providers? If someone's smoking and they say they're not, or if they're not following the instructions that we've given them or the things that we prescribe, how does that affect how we treat them? Would we, would we say something different? Would the conversation be something different? How would we, you know, make a greater impact with that? Well, it, that's where the AI would assist us in some of these things because it's just going to have way more exposure data. And that exposure data to even, even right now, like there are platforms right now that are looking at your eye movements on a specific ad to say, Hey, this, this actually engaged or elicited a response in terms of emotion for you to actually want to buy this. And that's the level of marketing that's going on right now, right? It's already been going on for years, but we're just becoming more privy to it, more open to it as a society to learn more, to say, hey, this is where AI is. And there's this inherent fear of it. There's an inherent fear to say it's going to depersonalize the relationships that we have for these roles that we've placed in our lives to say, hey, a physician or this is what you know going to my doctor should feel like. This is what going to the hospital should feel like, right? But if you think about it, like our experience in terms of even going to restaurants has changed in terms of the kiosk, the checkout process, the ordering. Some some restaurants just have a little pad in front of you and you're, you're just putting in your order. The food comes out. There's no other conversation to say what's good or what's bad. What do you recommend here or anything like that? We're using, we're going to Yelp. We're looking on our phone, finding it on Yelp and then putting it into the thing and the food comes out and whether it's good or bad, we're going to write a review and it's going to go on and on and on. But the human element of that, there's there's a piece that can go missing from, right? And But I think that you're going to have both sides. You're going to have some that are at that stage and then other ones that are saying, we're only going to use it to leverage uh, our human interaction to be better. We're going to leverage it so we can spend more time in, term, in terms of telling you what our specials are, what what the best thing for you is. Break it down to say, hey, what is the impact for you now? five years from now, 10 years from now, and how does this impact your kids? How does it impact all the people around you in terms of when you make these lifestyle changes or these habit changes or what are the the key indicators that you know we need to focus on? You know, even some of the basic things of like AI of you know, there's so many different aspects of AI, you know, evaluating even the diet we eat or the water we drink or the uh the places we live, right? To say Hey, does that factor into how long we're going to live? And if it does, what can we do to change it? What, what, I mean, do we change the water? Do we change the location? Do we move? Right. And so some of these things, they're all categorized in all this uh, data, right? There's these data points and the evaluation of the data is so crucial to the decisions we make. And right now we've never had access like we have now, right? In terms of open AI, Google, 
all these AI platforms, they're starting to crack the code on so many different things that's going to make our lives better. But it really depends on how fast society is going to adapt using that AI technology to be human assisted. And I think that human assisted point is it comes down to the same thing of, you know, questions of loneliness and that part of just saying that 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 is the biggest, you know, killer in America. That's the biggest thing. You know, how do you solve that problem? Well, will it be with AI? Will you have a conversation with AI? Will AI bring you your food? Will it do your, you know, cleaning your house? Will it do all this other th- stuff? Will how will that, you know, either make you live longer or will it not make that much of a difference? Or is it something in between? And I don't think we're going to know until we start doing some of these things, until the world adapts to it and where you see these changes uh, happen and where the accessibility of it is, right? Sometimes right now, it's like a lot of these hospitals are short-staffed. Will AI help that, right? With giving the right things, will, will it alert the right personnel at the right time to do the right thing? And so I think there's so many different aspects of AI and healthcare that are going to revolutionize it. And when we sit back and we think about the time before and the time after, I think it's just going to be a stark difference to say, hey, well, will people just live longer? Will they live to 100? Will they live to 200? Will they live to 300? Because of all these advances that AI is going to allow us to do. And is it a good thing or a bad thing? And I think that's what we're all going to have to evaluate as a society. But I think the impact of AI and healthcare is going to be massive. It's already happening now. So in the fear that we have, you're already using it and it's already on your phone. And almost everybody on this planet has a phone. So whether you like it or not, AI Healthcare is here to stay. Thanks for listening to Dr. Freedom Podcast. I hope you found some value in this podcast. And if you could hit the subscribe button and share with a friend if you found this content valuable.